Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. This is your Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, episode 134. I am Fergus, I am your host, and we are tonight going to be looking back at the West Ham game, uh, and we'll also look ahead to the game against Leicester. Um, which we've got in the league. But we're, we're in the main, we're going to concentrate around the West Ham game uh, and some of the stuff that's going around the club at the minute. Um, everybody is in a, a fantastic mood. Uh, Boris has told us that we're, well, I'm stuck in this room uh, for the next six months. Um, and yeah, so we're going to try and keep it upbeat. Uh, we're joined back from uh, a long hiatus uh, the man that is from the North Bank, the man that introduced me to old man Trev. Uh, we have Johnny. Johnny from the North Bank. How are you? Uh, let's take you off mute. There you go. I Try again. Right. Turbulent like everybody else. Yes. Yeah. Um, and your good friend and your compatriot on the North Bank, uh, Trevor. How are we, Trev? Evening, boys. Yeah, I'm really good. I'm uh, just finished work, shattered, but I'm going to come on here and uh, get excited about the Arsenal, hopefully. Yeah, all good. And uh, from East London, well, North London, not far from around the corner from me, uh, we have Mem back again. Mem, how are you doing? Love love that top. Kings of London. Yeah. <laughs> I love it too. I'm good, Ferg. Thanks for asking us back on again. Pleased to be here. Well, actually, you insisted that you wanted to come on because you had a lot to say on this game. So I'm expecting plenty of contribution from from uh, uh, all of you. Um, we have some questions as well in from some viewers who watch us on uh, Facebook and on Twitter. We've got Richard Butler, Kieran Garner, John Knott, Charlie Robbins, uh, to, to name but a few. Plus, you can also put your questions in, in the chat as well if you like. Uh, already in the chat, we've got Liam, um, uh, we've got Heath, Anthony, Big Steve. Um, <laughs> yes, Steve, but but in the chat straight away. What happened to Boston? Well, you know what happens. Ozil disappears. He's got an umbrella. He, in fairness, he's not feeling very well. And uh, he messaged me this morning when he woke up first thing and said, honestly, I can't make it. So uh, thankfully, Johnny was in the background and he was able to... Um, uh, to, to step in at the last second. So how are we doing, boys? Um, what did we make of the West Ham game? Uh, it was a game that we ended up eventually winning 2-1. Um, Arteta said what I like is the approach that uh, the boys had in the last 25 minutes where I could see they were a bit down and then they, uh, they lifted it. Arteta said probably a few months ago, we would have drawn or lost that game, but today we win it. In the end, you have to find a way because there uh, will be games like this throughout the season. Uh, Mem, our conversation prompted you insisting that you're on the panel tonight. Um, that that's almost echoes what we talked about, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly that. To be fair, that that uh, that statement and those comments is exactly what we we was. Um yeah, discussing earlier on today and maybe yesterday as well. I just feel there was a lot of fans um, just really getting down on the just about everything. It, it was a poor performance. It was probably our poorest showing since the restart and the City uh, and the Brighton game where uh, things didn't go too well. But um, it, it was still good to watch in the sense that just, just watching the team progressing, you know, and listening to him on the sidelines sort of, coaching them along and, and, and cajoling them along. It's, it's, I just really, I, I, I personally just enjoy watching it, even when we're having um, a bit of a hard time because not every game is going to go our way and, and we need to be able to adapt and, and, and learn how to just dig in, um, keep our shape because West Ham on the night, I've got to say, they, they, they really did play quite well on the evening, I felt. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was good to see us. And, and what he said in that statement, Fer, uh, Fergus, is absolutely right. Uh, we probably would have lost that game a number of months ago. Um, and we found a way to sort of keep our shape. We weren't, it, it wasn't like watching us a year ago when we were absolutely all over the place. I know we conceded chances against the Hammers. Uh, we rode our luck, which we all know if you don't take your chances, how many times 
have we been there when we've dominated a game and missed chance after chance and then it turns around and obviously, you know, turns around and bites you in the arse normally. But yeah, um, I also feel that um, as well as Kieran Tierney being really missed defensively, uh, I felt we really missed. He seems to have a really good connection with um, Oba. Um, he's got a really nice, sweet left foot, and he and he can find him. And you know, Kolasinac is is yeah. I don't really want to say too much about him. Um, I, I feel on the night we really missed Kieran Tierney as well. But but it was still good to see us, mm. you know, digging, grind grind out a mat, uh, grind grind out a, um, a result in a match when we were really quite poor. Uh, you know what? I don't think we were quite poor. Johnny, did you think we were quite poor? I, th I thought in the main, a lot of the time, we controlled a lot of that game. There were sections where West Ham came at us and were on top. But overall, I'd say we controlled the game. Poor in respect of how we have been playing in recent are games. Are you called Johnny? Sorry, mate. <laughs> uh, yeah, <be> <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think it was a, a matter of we was just in second gear. Yeah, we always had that other two, one or two gears that we could pull into. I think men's right. We did really do uh, miss Kieran Tierney because he plays two positions in the same game, mm. and fluently with mm. the tactics that Arteta is playing, where we flex from that four and uh, three at the back. So I think we don't really have another person that can play that role. We, got, we have other people that can play left wing back and our left side is our strongest attacking side with Aubameyang uh, coming in from the left. So have, not having the, that new player makes a big difference. But I think we adjusted to having mm. different players in the team. I said during during the game that El Nenny was missed for having the balance in that middle of the park. And he is the water carrier, as as Fergus has said many times, and I've said it many times. He's a solid 7 out of 10 every game. You won't get more, you won't get less. No, uh, I, 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 have, I have said that. And Trev, what did you make of that midfield? Because Sabayas was nominated as possibly one of the uh, man of the matches. Or some people have said he was um, man of the match. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to. Uh, you, you unmute your mic. I was trying to unmute your mic. Sorry, mate. Um, uh, sorry, mate. <laughs> that's why we're getting confused. It's not very hard to confuse two old men, is it? Um, but Speak what, for yourself. <laughs> what, 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 what did you make of that? Would you have had El, El Neni in there over Sabias or Shaka? Yeah, I, I was a bit disappointed El Nenny didn't start the game, Fergus, because I thought he's been our strongest player at Wembley and, and, and the previous game. I thought he was our strongest midfielder. Nothing special, but did all the right things and, and no risk involved in his game, no risk at all. It's interesting listening to what the boys just said there, Fergus, because I, I agree with what they say, but I look at it in a completely different way. I was over the moon with the performance against West Ham. Look, from a different perspective, in that... We didn't play well. And as Mem and Johnny both said, in, in, in years or months gone by, we would have capitulated completely. You know, the players would have dropped their heads, sulked, dropped out of the game. And we wouldn't have just drawn it. would have probably lost by two goals, you know. But they didn't. I think they realised that they weren't playing well. They realised that they needed to knuckle down and beat. Well, it's only an average West Ham side, in my opinion. And they did just that. They did just that. And we came away with two points. Good substitutions. Um, I, I was over the moon that we battled and, and realised we weren't playing well. You know, not a problem at all. Trev, so, um, yeah. Football, football's moved on since uh, you start, first start watching. A victory gives us three points now, by the way, not two points like the old days. <laughs> I didn't say two points. I said two goals, didn't I? Probably lost no, it by two, two goals, didn't I? Two points. We got two goals, Corrine. <laughs> Agreed. Oh, right. Okay. Good point, though in the comments, is that uh, El Nenny's got no risk in his game. It, no. It's also a benefit as well as a, it, to the detriment. Is that yeah. We, he, he's, he's a water carrier. He, he just keeps things ticking. But when you've got uh, El Nenny and you've got Zaka, and then they can drop in to those wing-back roles when our wing-backs are bobbing on, 
and, and they can automatically fill those spaces. That gives us balance in the midfield as well as cover at those wide positions when we're attacking, mm. especially when we don't have um, Kieran Tierney. I don't think, because we didn't have El Nenny and we had Sabahis instead, Xhaka was being pulled a little bit hither and thither to try and cover. So there you, was that balance. Do any of you think that maybe the, the mistake was, OK, Tierney got pulled up early with an injury and he couldn't make the squad and he was pulled out and we put Kalasniak in? Would any of you put ha, have put in um, Maitland-Niles instead of Kalasniak? I, I think it would have been a better option. Fergus, wait a minute. Fergus, Fergus, wait a minute. Put that comment up from Richard. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Richard. Top man. Yeah. So anyway. I'm not reading that. I agree with you guys what you're saying about El Nini. He's everything. You guys have covered it completely. Yeah. He, uh, for me, he plays like with no risk, too safe, too square. And I think that's why being at home against a, a Hammers team that had been you know got whacked at the weekend by Newcastle so bias plays further forward normally a little bit quicker and a little bit more accurately and he does dovetail quite well which I feel gives better balance than El Nenny and Xhaka because I think they're a little bit same although Xhaka's got a better range of passing and he has been playing well but I, I'm with Trevor 100% I, I was really pleased with the, um I, I was just really happy to see and watch it all grow because it's early stages yet and um I think the foundations have been laid and, and, and I just feel good things. And I can't wait. Um, I'm even looking forward to Liverpool already, to be fair. Just just to see how the man adapts with each game as we go along. Because, yeah. Then, and answer good. the question. Would, would you have started with Maitland-Niles over... No, no, no. Yeah. Because I, I think he played Kalasin... Oh, I don't know why. Uh, Maitland-Niles, for me, is really good defensively. And I just I just think offensively, he's... he's um, he needs to improve his end product. He's, he's a good player. I've got lots of time for him. Uh, I think defensively, he's really good. He's really improved. Um, and he looks like he's coming on in leaps and bounds. But I don't know. He's, he's, he's done now. So I don't know. I don't know if I'd have started with him. I'm not sure. So we largely controlled the game in the opening stages of the contest. And we deservedly went ahead with a beautiful cross from um, uh, Aubameyang. Um, to Lacazette and Lacazette scored uh, um, an excellent goal. Not was it a worldy? No, it was a solid header and well worked goal. Hmm. He scored his fiftieth goal for Arsenal in all competitions and become the fourth fourth easy for an Irishman to say uh, uh, Frenchman to reach uh, this milestone uh, for the club after Thierry Henry who had 228 goals, Robert Perez with 84 and Giroud with 105 so 50 goals for Lacazette do you still want him to stay at the club Trev? Yeah I do yeah, I do. I'm a, I'm a, I like Lacazette mm. everyone's on his back and saying that he, he doesn't produce but he, he, he holds that middle up well. You know, I know we're going to move on and talk about Alba's position in the side, right? But but that links in with, with Lacquer playing in the centre. Uh, you know, we've got no one better to play there. Alba, I, I, we can only guess, you know, and, 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 and make guesses at what we think. Like, But I honestly think that Alba is suited to the left. I think he possibly likes playing on the left, right? He signed a new contract and he was playing on the left all last season. Look at the goals he scores, cutting in from the left on his right foot. I, I'm not going to try and remember them all, but there's plenty of them. That it, it, I, I honestly feel my opinion. I might be wrong because who knows what he thinks. I don't think Albert Mai's playing out on the left at all. And I think Lacquer down the middle is, is, is ahead of Eddie at the moment. And um, he, he's got... Is that, hey, Lacquer's our top goal scorer this season so far. You know, so he's not doing that bad. Mm. You know? And, and Mike Addison's right. I, I, I think he will get 15 this season, Mike. I think he will. Yeah, Scunny in the comments said Lacazette needs to score at least 15 goals this season. Oh, we need to move him on. Johnny, um, would you not have considered maybe having Eddie to start and then maybe Lacazette on the bench as an option to come on as a more of an impact player? Or do you think Eddie is a better impact player? I think it's horses for courses. I think we needed the, the hold-up play that Lacker gives us better than what Eddie can. And I think we needed that guy or an experience to work out against um, uh, a, a team that's basically reeling from being spanked. 
So they were basically going to be more reactive than aggressive that, uh, like they were against Newcastle. So I think we needed the extra intelligent <coughs> experience. So I think it was the right selection. Defensively, you know, under um, Emery, uh, definitely under the, 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 the end of Wenger and uh, also under the short spell of Freddie, defensively we've been frail. It seems like Arteta seems to have, well, we say this every time, I, I think we've deluded half the time us Arsenal fans. <laughs> but def def defensively, uh, we're, we're, we're sometimes frail. And, you know, West Ham looked very dangerous throughout um, from the counter-attack and the level just before half-time when Antonio bundled over uh, Ryan Frederick's cross um, at the end of a sweep move. It was a prime example with four visiting players breaking quickly um, and how they overlapped and over overrun us. Um, you know, where do you think that broke down then, Trev? Listen, Fergus, teams are going to score goals against us. It's called football, right? Things like that happen, right? West Ham scored a goal against us on the break, right? I think Arteta has improved our defence beyond belief, right? Mm. He's coached players that I thought were uncoachable. You Arteta has coached them players, right? And he, we gave away a goal. What 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 really makes me happy is how we reacted after that goal went in. We weren't playing well, but we dug in. We didn't capitulate. And that shows how Arteta has improved our defence, improved our attitude, improved our overall team performance, you know. So I'm not bothered about West Ham scoring a goal. The teams will score goals against us, you know. Look at last night. Man City winning 2-1 at Wolves. Hanging on at the end. Hanging on at the end. Right, yeah. could have got could have easy drawn or lost that game. Their odds on favourites to win the league. So it happens to all teams. You know, you give goals away. It's called football. And I'm not bothered about West Ham scoring a goal. Uh, what really pleases me, makes the old man smile, is how we handled it and how we handled a bad performance. I'm I, I'm not I'm not upset about it at all, Fergus. And what did you? Um, there was there was a lot of uh, talk about that particular goal that we conceded. Um, that uh, Kalasniak should have stopped the cross, as Kai said in the chat. Um, and um, Leno, come, well, the Martinez love came out and the Leno haters uh, got onto their keyboards and started, uh, you know, saying we shouldn't have sold Martinez. Um, we should have kept, uh, kept him as our number one. Johnny, what did you make of how he came for that cross the little bit of a bundle and how he could have actually probably snapped his neck in the process. He's not as good as Emmy in coming for crosses and keeping hold of the ball. He's more of a puncher and a parrier than he is a, a, a firm grip on the ball. But I, I said to, um, to my friend online yesterday about the, the Emmy lovers. Um, it's kind of like when you've got, an ex-girlfriend and you've parted on, on reasonable terms and she's gone off and she was all right. But then as soon as she's hooked up with somebody else, she's automatically the best thing since sliced bread because she, you know, you can't have her because she's gone. That's what Emmy is at the moment. He was with us for 11 years. If he was going to get the number one spot, he would have had it by now. There's obviously something missing in his game. He was good for the, how less than 15 games that he had. But at the end of the day, we bought Leno for how much was it? 22 20 million. million. Oh, yeah, 22 million. Yeah. So effectively, against that, we've paid £2 million for Leno. If you look at it that way. Dave says in the comments, Leno haters and lots of question marks. Uh, Dave, get on Twitter. Get on, um, get on some of the Facebook groups, which you're a member of, many of them. And you can see people saying that, you know, oh, Leno's not good enough. He shouldn't be our number one. We should we should have sold Leno. There's been lots and bits and pieces out there. Um, listen, for me, I think uh, that Mike gets it quite right. Leno's our keeper. Martinez has dropped. Drop it. Hate, uh, drop all the hate and the BS. And I agree. I, I, my message was he's our he, he's our he's our number one. So that's how we back. Um 
So, uh, into the second half, I've lost where I am on my paper. Where are we? Yeah. Um, Just a quick question on that. Sorry. With Martinez, does anybody else not think that having someone as good as him, having shown how good he was, would have pushed Leno on a little bit more to be better? Now that he's gone. Yeah. Now, now that he's gone, we've got uh, Runner Runnerson, or whatever the hell his name is, come for one and a half million and we've got Matt Macy who wants to leave. He's got nothing like the competition now. So now he could rest on his laurels. There is, there is talk. Sorry, one second, Trev. There is talk of uh, possibly another keeper coming in. Matt Macy either being sold or either the Icelandic chap um, or Matt Macy uh, being part of a loan deal um, uh, to bring in uh, Raya from Brent, uh, Brentford. That deal is still bubbling. Because uh, they were very, very, very keen on bringing Raya in for Brentford. If it happens, who knows? Trev, Tre- 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 you were going to say something. Go on. Yeah, I mean, you can't blame Martinez for leaving, right? He had to go. Once he knew that Leno was going to be number one, Martinez had to go and make his money and make his mark somewhere else. And boy, did he make his mark in his first game for Villa, right? But, uh, you know... You've got to stop. It's got to stop. We've got. I do it, and we've got to stop it now. Arteta has chosen Leno, right? In Arteta, we must trust, and we must move on. Leno dropping that cross the other night. Is people having a go at him for dropping that? Come on, boys. He's come out really well and tried to hold it, and he's he's been tipped over in midair, and he's he's lost it. I mean, I don't, can't think of any goalkeeper that would have held on to that. The way yeah, the reason I feel sorry for Martinez, right? The way the way I feel is for what he's gone through in the past. Uh, I mean, obviously Arsenal didn't realise just what a good a goalkeeper had on their hands. But when Martinez has been our number two or our number three, and look at the people he's been behind, including Petacek, by the way, including Petacek, Martinez must have been sitting there thinking, God, I'm better than this lot. But you've never heard him moan, he's never kicked off, he's never asked for a transfer. He, he just played his his way in, in whatever team he was in. And, and, and then when and he, he got his chance... No. And when he got his chance, he took it. He took yeah. it. And he, as a goalkeeper, when he took it with both hands, you know? And I, you can't I, fault him for wanting to move on and make his money, Fergus. He wants to make I like, his money. I, no, I, I, I don't. I liked his parting speech where he said that he, he wanted to get to Wembley and win a cup and uh, he wanted to win it with Arsenal. And he's, um, he's uh, you know... He loves Arsenal and everything else. Uh, so, moving on from Martinez, um, West Ham felt very aggrieved. Um, I, fortunately enough, I went to the pub on Sunday uh, for a couple of beers. Uh, but because West Ham had that late kickoff on Saturday night, they had a slightly later uh, morning warm down or whatever the players do. Um, and a friend of mine, Kevin Nolan, uh, comes to my local on a Sunday afternoon. And I was so hoping I'd seen him because he was apparently spitting feathers at the result. One about what David Moy said it was a possible offside with the um, Abamyang uh, with, with the Lacazette goal, um, and uh, two about this penalty. Um, Mem, do you think that Gabriel, um, you know, handled the ball to? You know, we've seen it in other games. It was given. Mm. It was given as a handball in other games. Yeah, it's um, it's just VAR playing. Well, I, 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 they, it just I'm lost for words. I'm lost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They changed it from last year to this year. Um, I, I'm lost with that. To be fair, I think uh, I don't know. I don't know this bit, that bit. Who knows? I think how can you get? I mean, the one against Spindelov, Man U. Wow. I mean, what is the man? What is? Yeah, but what's the man? What's the man? What is the man expected? I get the rules have changed. Yeah, I get that. But what is the man, in all fairness, expected to do? But I don't know. I'm a little bit lost. I'm not a VAR fan, Berg. As we know, I'm not a a VAR fan. I think it's going to change the game for the worse. I don't agree with all this, but we're going to get right decisions. We're not going to get right decisions because it's always subjective and it's always down to personal interpretation. Yeah. You're always going to get a human element judging it one way or another, whether that's on a playback or not. Yeah, and as we saw the other night, different angles they show it on. One minute it looks from there, one minute from well, which side is it? But I, I don't know about that. I, I'm not yeah. a fan, and I, I, I can't see how either one of those would have been given as penalties. But did you, you know? did you think it was a handball? Yes or no? 
No, I didn't. I didn't think it was a handball. Trev, no. just do you, well. Do you, do you know right? Football's got this habit of every season kicking up something that causes us to <laughs> yeah. have debate and not be happy, doesn't it? Last year it was. It, I mean, it was VAR, obviously VAR last season, and I'm still not happy with VAR. But I do mm -hmm. like the fact that the referees are now yeah. using the screen. I do like that. But this year, it's mm. the handball rule. They're brought in this stupid handball rule now and, and taking that away from VAR. If a ball's blasted at a player and he can't move out of the way under any circumstances, and it's obviously he's not moving towards the ball, how can it be handball? It's an accident. That We've always had this accidental handball rule in the game, right? Mm. And, and yep. they took it out. They've took yeah. it out of the game, and it's wrong. It was never handball. The, the Man United one wasn't handball, although I don't give a damn because I don't like Man United, no. so I'm, they should have had four of them. right? But it wasn't handball. Gabriel's wasn't handball. And, and, and the it's got to be intent. Made. Sorry, sorry, Trev, but it's got it's got to be an element of intent, in my opinion, yeah, for it to no, be handball. You're right, man. You know, yeah, or if it is, if it yeah. is goal bound, fair enough. I mean, some of them, some of them weren't even goal bound, and uh, no, I, I, no, I don't go for it. Don't but go Johnny, do you, do you do you think anything differently, or you think it wasn't a handball? Um, Gabriel's wasn't a handball. Okay, because um, he I went to head the ball, it ever so slightly missed, and it hit him on the on yeah. the upper part. And according to the rules, it weren't handball. Uh, uh, to be honest, I was privy to um, a meeting just before lockdown and when uh, uh, just before Arteta got COVID and everything else. I went to, I was invited to the Arsenal Fans Forum uh, supporters meeting or whatever. And it was with Chris Foy and some guy, the uh, players liaison officer from the Premier League. And they were talking about VAR and they were showing different examples of VAR. We talked about it on the year before and they brought in the T-shirt line. And that effectively is what it was. Dave is losing his shit in the in the chat, <laughs> saying it was never a handball. Uh, we, we, we agree with you, Dave. We absolutely agree with you. We agree, what, Dave. We agree, son. It, it, it was the most debatable, possibly handball. Uh, if if you're sitting in front of a couple of West Ham fans and go, no, it wasn't. I can see where you're coming from, but it's a t-shirt line. And then they come with the argument, oh well, what are you going to do? Bring your t-shirt line halfway down? No, a t-shirt line is like so halfway down. Just past your shoulder. Listen, Eddie Nkete came on uh, for Lacazette, I believe. Um, and he took a tap in from a beautiful assist by Danny Ceballos uh, to ensure Arsenal uh, continue the fine home record against uh, um, the Hammers, having won 11 of the last 12 meetings at the Emirates Stadium. Um, what did we make of... Um, sorry, keeping you up, Johnny. Um, what did what, what did we make of uh, of, of Eddie's... Performance. He was on there. He came on at the seventy-eighth minute. He scored by the eighty-third minute. I think it was Johnny. You, we need to keep you active and keep you involved. What, what did you make of that goal? Some of <laughs> us were up at five a.m. Okay. Yeah, I so, was. Yeah. All right. Middle age needing to pee in the middle of the night doesn't count. Oh, okay. Half yeah. sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've forgotten the question now. See, Eddie. His goal. What did you make of it? Danny Ceballos and Eddie's goal. Um, well, I think he took it well. Uh, Eddie is a poacher. He's a good finisher. So he, it's what you kind of expect from him. Uh, Trev, your friend Terry thinks Eddie is just an average squad player. Do you want to respond? Yes. Yeah, sometimes Terry talks out of his, his derriere, you know. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, actually... Actually, I sort of agree with Tell, but I don't put it in them words. For me, at the moment, Eddie isn't brilliant. He's not the best we've got, but he's still got time to improve. Strikers sometimes develop a bit later than players in other areas of the fields. So, Terry, I'm, I don't totally agree with you. I think hey, Eddie got, still needs his game I've plan, still needs his chance. I've in my, my, my room. What? <laughs> <laughs> he's got what? <laughs> What's in there? He's got what? A bean? He's got, got a drag. A what? A drag. He's got a. What? A what? Drone sized fucking bee or something like that. Jesus. Oh, oh you what? wimp. Come on, mate. Out. Eddie's Eddie, though, isn't he? Like what you guys are saying. He's. he's oh, God. He's. Um, 
he's like your ugly duckling, isn't he? He's a bit of an ugly duckling, is Eddie. Yeah. Everyone, oh, no, don't, don't, don't quite fancy him, but he comes on and he puts it on the pitch every single time. Yeah. And he gives he his does. all and he just buzzes around and he makes a nuisance of himself. Oh, and I'm 100% with you about what you're saying about certain players oh. mature a little bit slower, Trev. Yeah. So I've <laughs> yeah. got, all right, I've got a bit of time for Eddie. And, and most of all, from the other night, I thought Young, it, it wasn't his best performance, but those two little balls that Young Saka just, just flicked through for both goals, man, they were just ace. He was having yeah. a difficult night, a hard evening. Just he summed that he summed up our performance, yeah. And I was just smiling. I thought this is brilliant. Yeah. I love it. The size of this fucker. Yeah, yeah. You know, Fergus, we're ignoring you. You're a wimp. Yeah, you're a right. wimp, Fergus. And like, and you? and as I was, yeah, and sort of like you got Eddie buzzing around everywhere, and you got little Saka behind him, who's who's got an eye for a pass, and he's he's got a bit of guile about him. He's got a little bit if of I skill. Will it fucking die? Just poking it. Don't kill it, mate. <laughs> Usher it out the window and let us talk. Go on, pal. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Fergus, will you pack it in now? Ah. Yeah, do you know what, so man? It just works really well, I think, anyway, yeah. I feel. Do you know what, man? In, in, if we... <laughs> Go on, mate. You're right, Trent. We, 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 this isn't a personal oh, attack on these wife. two players. <laughs> will you shut up, Fergus? <laughs> this Go isn't on, a Trent. personal attack, man. This isn't a personal attack on these two players. Go but on. I'm gonna name a couple of names. And I'm telling you now, Mr. Ozil and Mr. Sanchez, oh. if they'd have been yeah. involved in that game last season or the season before, they'd have disappeared. Would have lost to West yeah. Ham. They'd have lost yeah. to West Ham. We well, kept going. The young man, the young man Saka, the young we man Saka to Bios kept going. Yeah. They knew Kept we were going. struggling. They knew it was odd. Yeah. Kept going. Yeah. Because you, you can hear you guys can hear me. Non-negotiables. Can you hear him on the side, Johnny? Can you hear Mikel Trev? Can you guys hear him on the side? Just yeah. coaching yeah. away, pull it. I love I never listened. I try and always Danny, listen to Danny, it. Danny! Danny! <laughs> it's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> I yeah, love it. I love do. It, yeah. I love it. Yeah. And I know it's, it's still early days. I know it's early days, but uh, mate, me, Trev, we've been watching. I just Mate, I can just sense it. I can feel his, his. I can feel what he's putting together, and the and the and a lot of. That's why I don't get too fussed about the players and and the fans the way they get down on the players because the group of players I feel we've got at the moment are not necessarily going to be the same group of players that we'll have in a year or two years time when we're going to be banging on that title's door. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But they've all improved, man. Yeah, Every yeah. single member of our squad has improved. And the 100%. ones that we thought might not improve, that Arteta no. thinks ain't doing his thing. They're not getting a game. They're not no. getting a look in. You're you know? right about and, Ozil. And, 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 yeah. See you later, mate. You know, yeah. I, 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 you know I, I, I never, ever get really down on our players. Never, ever, man. It's not the way I work, you know. Uh, but I've listened I to you. I know you think, don't. You know, if, if Ozil came back into the fold in any way now... I honestly yeah. think it would be a backward step. I do, I do think it would be a backward yeah. step unless the miracle happened that he, the, the Urzil of 10 years ago came back or whatever. And I can't see that no. happening. So, no. you I know, agree with everything you're saying. For, I... Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Are you okay? <laughs> what do you think? What do you think on that, John? What do you think on that, Johnny? About Urzil's done, isn't he? He's done. Yeah, he's done. He, He'd spoil it, wouldn't he? The only reason why he hasn't been paid out is because we can't afford to. I would rather yeah. spend the 20-odd million or whatever it's going to cost to buy him out yeah. on a player. Yeah. Let him rot. Let him rot yeah. in the other 23s. Let him rot in the Trevor's stand. right. Trevor's right. If they brought him back into this team, it would just spoil what we're building. It really if, would. Yeah. If he was actually doing the non-negotiables... He would be playing. I don't think he's physically capable, guys. I've watched him for years. I don't I, think I, he's... You know, I actually think it's something to do with it. It has to do with the money. If it's not just about fitness, it's got to be doing with the money. I reckon a lot of his money is to do with appearance fees and stuff like that. Yeah. So if it's 350 he's including him playing. And we're not going to be paying him, I don't know, say, let's say under a grand of that because he's not playing. So we're only paying two fifty. That's hypothetical. 
right? Yeah, yeah, I, I believe no, that. Yeah, right. Fergus we, has said things like that to me. Else. Mm. Yeah, she, I, I'm slightly different in that. <laughs> I, I don't want Mesut Ozil to rot. I want Mesut Ozil to move on to another yes. club and resurrect his career. And good luck to him. Good luck to him. You know, but he's done us no favours. I've still not forgiven him for Baku. I know I rant on about it every week. I can't forgive him for Baku. He was awful there. I thought he let us down. I thought he was the difference between us winning and losing that game, actually. Anyway, who's this bloke in the orange shirt that's joined us? It's <laughs> <laughs> um, not Fairy uh, Fergus, is it? Our, our invader um, has left the building. Good. <laughs> maybe maybe I should go to London Colney and do the same with Ozil. Who knows? Look, overall, it, we were very nervous. Fergus, Fergus stop a sec. Fergus, stop a sec, mate. Look at that comment from Brad Richardson. That's very interesting. Very interesting indeed. Oh, hang on. Wrong one's come up. Wrong one. Oh, is that wow. true? Because if it is, oh, you're joking. If it is, it's, Oh, if that's true, it gets very interesting, doesn't it? That's not good well, for us. You look at late, late Orient had 18 players, didn't they? Oh no! Yeah. Um, it's... I can probably, I can probably find out. Um, if that's, but I don't know if they will. Um, Kieran, thanks very much. Yes, I am a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anybody who's watching, yeah, boys, boys, and two West Ham players. Moyes uh, and two West Ham players have tested positive for coronavirus. Anybody who's not watching on YouTube, get on our YouTube or Facebook channel and watch because I've just made a complete tool of myself being a f an absolute fairy about a gigantic, huge, honestly. I've gone down to the wife and goes, that makes you really? Yeah, so, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that, that, will, that will be interesting because that that could mean that Many of our players, um, <laughs> there we go. Look, we have a Black Panther. There we go. Black, <laughs> Black Panther and Spider. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's not good news. But there's a lot of not good news going around, unfortunately. Again, um, you know, yeah. for whatever reasons it's down to, you know. On a serious note, the numbers are not good. Um, Trev, where have you seen that? Have you seen that? It's actually on Talk Sport, isn't it? It's on Talk Sport Five Live everywhere. So yeah, yeah it it's, like it's, it's all uh, it's over Sky. It's on Sky News, so it must be true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, it is. So, that's not good. I don't know what happens then. I don't know what the process is now. Whether our games are cancelled or or all our players are just tested, it'll be interesting and, to see. Anybody and these guys are being tested regularly, aren't they, Ferg? Every five days. There you go. There you go. Wow. Yeah. Right, Fergus, <laughs> have you recovered now, son? Are you back yes. with us? Yeah, I'm just checking my pulse now to see it's. Uh, yeah. Um, you honestly, it's huge. The, 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 the wasps, bees, whatever. I've never seen this big, but in Essex, you know, with this um, no flying into Stansted and stuff like that, they're, they're absolutely huge. Listen, Arsenal have won 11 of the 12 past home games against. Uh, West Ham in all competitions. Uh, the only exception is the Premier League game on the opening day of the 2015-16 season when we lost 2-0. West Ham have lost 200 of their 485 London derbies in the, uh, in the top flight, becoming the only the second side to lose 200 such matches. Guess who lost 213? Uh -huh. <laughs> the shit from down the lane yeah Tottenham they've lost 213 games against Arsenal uh, and uh, Andrea Lacazette scored his 50th goal as we touched on since the Premier League resumed uh, last season no player has scored more goals uh, in any competition than West Ham's Antonio who scored nine level with Raheem Sterling and since uh, the start of last season only Man City have scored more Premier League goals via a substitute than Arsenal. Um, West Ham, uh, sorry, Man City have scored nine goals and uh, Arsenal have scored eight with substitutions. We've seen what um, what Arteta has done with tactics. We've seen what he's done with water breaks. We've done, seen what he's done with substitutions and his substitutions have been key. And Eddie, I know people like um, Terry might think he's... Um, um, he's, uh, a, a, you know, a squad player or an average squad player. But look, at the end of the day, he's, um, you know, he's come on, he scored a goal. Um, 
He's not, <laughs> Fergus. Fergus, are you, what, while you were having your hissy fit, mm. we spoke mm. about that. You probably couldn't mm. hear us. But to call Enketia an average squad player is a very much an injustice to the young man. What Enketia is, is a young player who's not playing at the top of his game yet, who's got room to develop. I won't have the fact that he's just a squad player because he's not. He's a young player who's going to develop, hopefully, into a very, very good player. And I think we need to be patient with him. But we also need to make sure we've got the likes of the Lacazettes around in the squad with him. Um, we saw Saliba in the warm-up game. Um, since the Premier uh, Premier League started, we haven't seen him feature. Do you think he'll get his chance against Leicester in the League Cup? This is a question that's come in via Facebook from Charlie Robbins. Um, I'll go to you first, Johnny. Do you, do you think Saliba will be... Is he a, First of all, is he a first-team player? Like, Is he on your starting eleven? Uh, in the league, I would say at the moment, no. I think he needs to be eased in. I mean, at the end of the day, he's, he's not got a lot of first-team football under his belt. And I think just the same way um, we've done with other young players, we can ease him in. You might have all the potential in the world, but bringing him into matches like this is ideal. I mean, like uh, League Cup matches, FA Cup matches and so on. And then if he shines, then all the more... Reason he's proven himself to come, in, come into the league. Manny, uh, uh, um, Mem. Um, yeah, I'm, I agree I'm, with what you're right, mate. You're okay. Uh, yeah, I agree with what Johnny's saying. Really, um, I think he does need to be eased in. Mikel has even discussed it. Uh, I've not seen a great deal of him. He does look a classy, um, like you know, sort of like smooth sort of defender, but uh. I don't think you can throw him in. Uh, not right, not right now. Yeah, I mean the Brazilian guy who I think we'll maybe touch on in a moment. He's got a few years of experience on him. He's a little bit further advanced, and and yeah, I like the look of him anyway. He looks like someone that likes defending. We're we're gradually filling the back line with players that like to defend. You know, uh, it's all nice, good and well. Yeah, you know, we want them to be good footballers on the ball, but you've got Kieran on this side. You know, you've got Gabriel, who's now coming in. Hopefully, Saliba will be of the same sort of ilk. You know, players that enjoy defending. And, and, and I think for Saliba right now, it's a little bit too soon, um, especially with, with, with everything that's going on with, with, with our club. Yeah. Um, Richard Butler asked, and I'll, I'll, I'll direct this one to you, Trev. How important is the League Cup for us this season? And how seriously do you think Arteta will take it? Well... How important is the League Cup? It's 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 it, it doesn't hold much importance in my mind at the moment. Although talking about Saliba, it'll be interesting to, to and hopefully the young lads will, will will get a turnout in the in in the League Cup and and that's where we'll see the benefit of it. You never know; uh, he might even drop Leno and play Martinez. Oh, hang on, no, Martinez is gone. Sorry, um, but do you know what? I'm just. I'm not only just down with a League Cup. I'm, I'm just going to expand a little bit here, Fergus. I'm down with football in general at the minute, me. I mean, it's very unusual for me to be down with football because, as you all know, and everybody that watches this podcast, everyone that knows me knows, football is a massive part of my life, right? But I just, I'm just down about it. I'm, I'm not blaming the players that are paid loads and loads of money because if we were all players and we were offered all that money, we would take it, right? We would all sign the £600,000 a week contracts. But when we've got like lower league clubs going out of going out of business with, with like half a million pound debts and being wound up, it just I, it just makes me head spin with football. And as I said, I'm, I must reiterate now, I'm not apportioning blame to anybody for that. Well, you know, whether it's the lower league clubs being run badly or whether it's the COVID virus or whether it's the players asking too much in lower league clubs or the owners being bad. It, it, it just it, it really disappoints me, football, because all, all them lower league clubs have got lots of what we are, what we are, right? Fans. And if, 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 I, lost, if I lost the Arsenal, I, I'd, I'd be devastated. I don't know what I'd do every week. If I lost my Arsenal, right? 
and I know I'm not going to lose my Arsenal, so so I'm safe. But there's lots of fans that feel passionate like me about lots of lower league clubs, yeah? They're that passionate. They go every week, home and away, just the same as we do. And they're losing what they love. They're losing what they love, right? And I just, I need to feel, I need to say that I feel for them fans. And I hope all, it all works out. I hope all this COVID goes away and whatever we need. Because there's, there's so many clubs you hear now, rumours about they're at risk of closing, they're at risk of finishing. It's not just one or two. There's very many. Football's in danger, you know. The championship Football's lost in danger. Million, the championship lost half a billion pounds last year. I was having this conversation yeah. with a colleague from work this morning. And um, we were just generally talking about football. He's an Irish lad, a young lad, and um, I'll take him under my wing a little bit. And he's a Man United fan for his sins. Um, but uh, he came along and said to me, because uh, he's young and, you know, football didn't exist before 1993. I don't think he existed even before 1993. Um, and he, he came along and said, oh, I don't really care about anything else but the Premier League. I said, but you don't realise, uh, uh, I won't say his name, but you don't realise. I said, you know, there are people, just like you said, Trev, there are people where if they're following, you know, I don't know, iPhone United, whatever they're bloody well called, in the 10th tier... It is their, it is their everything. It's their weekend. It's you know, it's it's. it's like you said, so they're as passionate as we are. These people. There is. Yes. I mean, I, I like doing a bit of ground hopping, as you know. And off the top of my head, last season I went to AFC Fylde in the conference. I went to Morecambe. I, went, I was in Scotland, and I went to Ross County. And I always try and make sure I buy the best tickets that get me into all the areas of the ground. You know, and. You get talking to people, and I even went to Airbus UK last year over in Wales, right? And watched a game there. And all of them teams' fans, they're all as passionate as we are, and they're all at risk of losing their clubs that they support, you know. Well, not them clubs specifically, I'm talking in general about them fans. So, does the Carabao Cup matter to me? Not really at the minute. I'm not allowed to go to games. Football's not as important as it was to no. me, you know. But but I do think about these. I, I'm sorry, Fergus, I've droned on, but it's a serious subject and I wanted to get it out there. You know, will our test and... take it seriously? Sorry? Will our test think... take it seriously? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think yeah, it's will. a great it's a great comment, Trevor, what you've just said, what the statement you've just made is is such a it's a really powerful statement, yeah. It should, things like that should resonate with people all across football, right down to ground level and not just football. OK, this is going to affect and is affecting other sports that, as you rightly say, other people are passionate about other sports. And it's a really, really tough, sad time at the moment. But on football alone, um, I think the Premier League clubs, the real rich clubs uh, need to be looking at themselves and and. and and, and the surrounding areas and, and seeing how they can help and assist in whatever way they can. But yeah, I think he will take the, the, the league cup seriously, mate. I, I think this man will take every game seriously. And um, I think he'll tick pick. He will rotate because we have got, a, you know, a fair size squad and hopefully we will get to see um, Saliba play some of the game and some of the other young lads as well. Um, but yeah, I think he, he. Yeah, I believe he takes every game seriously, the man. I don't think anything. I, I think he wants to win every game. Answer um, some. Actually, Heath is, but just a, 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 an answer to our a, a comment in there, in the comments, and he said, um, "Well said, Trev. Grassroots footballs, national league, semi-pro clubs, all suffering. I lived around the corner from Sutton United, and my brother is a match day commentator at Leatherhead." They're the heartbeat of our national sport for me. Yeah. Uh, well said, Trev. Very well, uh, um, Trev. Yeah. And um, and Heath, I uh, agree with you as well. Uh, Mike has also put something in the comments as well about um, lower league football. Uh, well, he would know that, been living in Scunthorpe, wouldn't he? But not, you know. Uh, <laughs> um, listen, um, looking at transfer... Sorry, I'd like to... Sorry, for, I just want to say, I'm, I know it's an Arsenal podcast. I'm sorry for going on about that. But I'm passionate about football in general. You know, I've visited over hundreds of grounds, you know, and I'm passionate about it staying, not losing these little clubs. You go to your little clubs and see how passionate these people are. Right, sorry, Fergus, I'll leave it, I'll leave it. No, 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 that's fine. Listen, um, there's a couple of things I wanted to look at. There's a couple of uh, comments that people have made. Kieran and Charlie uh, asked about Lacazette 
and his positioning and Aubameyang and their positioning. I think we've had a covered that Aubameyang seems to be told that he's uh, st told to stay out in the left um, and Lacazette, you know, um, is through the centre at the minute. Uh, if we haven't have got that, we'll we'll try and pick it up the next time. Um, Transfer-wise, um, how do we get rid of uh, Kolasniak, uh, Johnny? Give him away. Isn't that all but done? I was reading, isn't he going to Germany, one of the German clubs? Two German clubs are after him. He's, he's for Apparently, family reasons. By, was it Schalke he came from? Um and the uh, thing is, though, when he came, he came on a free. So we gave him a butt of money to mm. sign on a free. I think he's on like 100, 100 and something grand a week. And nobody in Germany, apart from, I think, uh, Bayern Munich, can afford to pay that. So he has to take a pay cut. So either we have to pay him to leave or someone's got to actually come in and want to pay the money. It will. I expect it will probably be some sort of loan move. He runs out of his contract at the end of this season, I think. So I think he'll just be a loan, and he moves on, gets the big sign, signing on fee, mm. and um, uh, and and then he takes a lower wage. There is rumours though that the dog and duck are, are in for it. <laughs> um, so, so hopefully. Um, if, if 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 they do, we can we can close that deal down. Uh, another one that people have talked about today. There was apparently a transfer request that went in for uh, Guendouzi. Has apparently put in a transfer request. There's been loads of talk of rumours of us swapping him with possibly a Chelsea player, and further rumours that it could be Kante. Anybody else heard anything more on that? Uh, I, I, I don't believe rumours. I don't believe rumours. Most of them are a load of rubbish. But if we've got a sniff again, Kante, I'll go down to Stamford Bridge myself and drive him up to the Emirates. Because <laughs> that boy is quality player. I, yeah, quality I, I, I was gutted when we never got in from Leicester. I wish we'd have been in for him, gone in for him, but we weren't. If, if there's and a sniff of Kante coming to Arsenal... Did we not pass up on him on two occasions? I think it was on two occasions. That's done. What's going on with Gwendouzi? Does I mean Ferg? What? What's I mean? What is actually going on with that boy? He's, he thinks he's Billy Big Bollocks, doesn't he? He thinks he's better than he is. At the end of the day, he either either toes the line or he can off. Since that, he had I, one. I think there's a decent player in Gwendouzi. I, I think there is. He, he had outstanding performance against. Um, that lot from up the road last year. One game. Ne one game. Never. Man. I was about to. I was about to go on and say never quite reached those heights again throughout <laughs> the rest of the season. Yeah, uh, I, I'm with Trevor on what uh, there is a player in that kid, but it doesn't seem as though it's not the first time he's had a problem at, his, at one of his clubs, is it? No, it's not the first time he was loaned to PSG under Emery, and Emery mm. thought he could tame him, make him into a Premier League player. Mm. Um, he went back to was it Lorient that we t we signed him from, and yeah. they sold him for seven or eight million because, funnily enough, he had a little bit of an attitude problem. I loved his performance against Tottenham in that one game. I loved his post-match performance when he hung out the side of the Mercedes-Benz and, and understood what it meant to us four on here and everybody else in the chat, what it's like when you win the North London derby. I love the passion in the kid. I, I just wish he could harness it properly and sort out his attitude. Uh, I've, as I've said loads of times on here, I haven't been a huge, huge fan of him because of his style in the sense that he goes down quite easily um, and he flaps around. He's quite, um, he's, he gives quite a lot of uh, lip to the referees as well. He did improve uh, when he first started with um, with Arteta. Uh, and then we had that um, incident at Brighton, uh, which m there must have been more to come out of that for Arteta if he's, if he's talking about, like, you know, bringing back the likes of Shaka, uh, well, he has brought back Shaka and brought back some of the, the players from from the damned uh, zone, then, you know, there must be more to it, I think, uh, with Gwendouzi. Um, What do we think on Thursday night's game? Should it go ahead? Obviously, with the news is breaking at the minute, we don't know if it's um, 
if if it's uh, if it's going to go ahead or not. But what what do we make on the Leicester game, um, Johnny? What what's your what's your prediction? Will it be a full first team type squad? And do you uh, think we'll beat them? I think we can beat them, but I think if we play our fringe players, as it were, uh, I think we can still give them a game. I think Leno will still play, and you'll see Saliba come in, Maitland-Niles will come in, Cedric will come in, uh, El Nenny will definitely come in, and Pepe should start, Saka will start, and Enketia. And you've got people like that, and then you'll have your, your mainstays. I mean, Louise is fit again, he can come in into the centre as well. And it'll be nice to see if we can play around with Gabriel on the left centre-back. Uh, next to Louise and Saliba, that would be nice to see. But I think if he's going to take it seriously, he's not going to change it too much. No, I think it will be minimal minimal changes, and whoever isn't playing that played against West Ham will be on the bench. So I don't think it's going to be a throwaway. If it was like League Two or something that we was playing, you would see a lot more changes. I feel. Um, Smith roll possibly. It'll be nice Hope to see so. them. Yeah. Hope so. Yeah, agree, agree, Johnny. Nelson Why not? Nelson. Yeah. I, and, not? yeah. Got to give these guys an opportunity. You have We never, never, you know, we, we won't know how they're going to do and, and, unless, you know, we, we give them a chance. And, and Leicester, I think, is a good, good, yeah, it's a good test. Yeah, I like it. Looking forward to it. See how how the young guys will do. I think he he will pick a. It'll be a mix. I don't think what like what Johnny say. I don't think he's going to uh, go all youth. I don't think he'll do that because um, because Leicester are quite a useful team. Yeah, so do still you think that, uh, and players like that? They're they're no mugs. Jamie no. Vardy will still want to play, so mm. he's got to want to be. Uh, Brendan Rodgers is no mug. As much as we don't like the big two idiot, but we still. No mug. They're still going to want to get a chance of winning something this year, and the, the league cup for the outside of the top six is their best chance because they, big teams always treat it with less respect and play as uh, weakened teams. And and do, do you, a, Fergus, Fergus. On, give, give us a score prediction, Johnny? First, I'd say two-one Arsenal. Okay. Uh, Mem, give us your score prediction. Um, as you probably noticed from the weekend, I'm not good with score predictions, mate. Yeah, but I, I, I'm going to go for a two-all, and, and then we'll, we'll. Is it goes to penalty straight after, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah I think no, it'd no. it be a draw. I think we'll, it'll be two-all. Trev, what were you going to say before I rudely interrupted you? Oh, I'll just do you, with this Carabao Cup. You know, do you think that this week Arteta puts in a call to Brendan Rodgers and says, "Hey, doing Brendan? What kind of team we're going to put out then? Are we going to like, you know, play a few reserves? Because they must do. They must have something like that because we we don't want to put a, a, a set a reserve side out and find that Leicester are putting a full eleven out, do we? I'm sure there must be some kind of conflict between the sides just to say, you know, how are we going to play this? How are we going to make it a game? You know, but, and, and I can't. You can't guess a score. You can't guess a score because you haven't got a clue what kind of side we're putting out. But if you press me, I'll go with Mem. I'll go for a draw, and um, Ainsley Maitland-Niles to score Reese Willock to to score the uh, winning penalty. Reese okay. Willock, eh? Yeah. Reese Nelson. Reese Nelson. <laughs> Both of them. You, you've been hanging around me too long, Trev. Getting all all renaming people and everything yeah. else. Um. The, the the opposite end of this is if we do go through, we play either Liverpool or Lincoln City. Um, I think if we play Lincoln City and it ends up being Lincoln City away, that will really rub in, in, uh, in salt into your eyes, Trev, don't you think? No, because I'm going. I've, I've been down to Lincoln day before yesterday and I've worked out where I can climb up and get a view of that game. I'm not saying nothing more. Watch this space. Watch this, watch this space, this airy face. 
Go, can, can you do Don't us a favour? Bring, bring your charge bar with you and bring your phone, and then we can, uh, you know, we we, we can watch oh, it yeah. from the. Yeah, yeah, we'll get on the top and go let, live on Facebook. Let, yeah, let's <laughs> let's let's overcome Leicester first. Yeah, let's let's get yeah, past yeah, Leicester yeah. first. Yeah. Oh, man, Listen, don't ruin me, fun. Son, don't ruin me. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, it's been brilliant, uh, even with our invited guest and my hissy fit. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that, that's um, I think that's probably YouTube gold. Um, and I know the few times I did look at the screen, like all I could see was Johnny sitting there chortling away to himself, looking at me being a fairy and hiding behind the door and everything else. But they call it the Hornet Hustle. The Hornet you Hustle. Need, <laughs> you need to watch yourself back. The funny, bit, I thought the more funny element when you was popping your head in and out of the door, mate. Oh, <laughs> Honestly, okay. I am, I am look, on the chat. look on the WhatsApp group. I, I've took some screenshots and added them in. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure uh, we will. If they're decent, uh, we we will put them up on on um, the uh, Facebook group. If you do want to follow us, uh, we're on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Uh, we're on Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Uh, Instagram, I think Guns and Yellow Ribbons as well. Although we don't know a huge amount on on Insta. Um, but yeah, thank you very much, Fergus. When are we talking about the Liverpool game then? I want to talk about a Liverpool game. I love you. What's Chris. going on? <laughs> What's going on? I thought, we, I thought we had another 10 15 minutes minimum, and you're you're wanting right. to stand. <laughs> Listen, just before Fergus cuts us off, people, I'm telling you, we're gonna win at Liverpool, right? Oh, the old mate. man is <laughs> We're going to win at Liverpool. <laughs> we, we are. I'm telling you now, do what you want now, Fergus. Cut us off in our prime if you want, my son. On. We're going to win. Uh, we're gonna, uh, I just got a feeling. I don't know why I've got a feeling. We've had a bad performance against against West Ham and we've still come through it. The master tactician, the main man that is Mikel Arteta, is at this very moment working on Liverpool's downfall. Trust me, it will happen. Virgil van Dijk is going to get tied in knots. He's going to be sitting on his backside for most of the game while Aubameyang, Saka, whoever you like, slots two or three goals in. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. And if we lose at Liverpool, I'm not available for the podcast next week. <laughs> <laughs> we will probably do. We'll probably do uh, something over the weekend because uh, we play Liverpool on Monday evening and nobody will be allowed to watch the second half from the pubs because by then the pubs will be closed. Um, so you can go and watch the first half if you like in um, in the pub, but you've got to be home for your second half. Um, we will cover it more. But uh, So you think we'll get a victory there? Mem, do you think we'll get a victory up there? Uh, I know we... Uh, briefly before the West Ham game and you said you were more excited about that that game yeah yeah I can't wait to play Liverpool cannot wait to see us go up against the best team in the country I think we're going to give them a real good game because of what Trevor's just pointed out the mate Mikel man Mikel just that's it he's the key to everything for the next I don't know how for us for hopefully the next decade or so beyond even yeah um I, I'm not sure we're going to beat them mate but what I'm saying is we're going to give them a fright. We're going to give them a game. As I believe we now give every, everyone that plays us now, yeah, they need to work for, their, for, for, for the right to play against us and they need to work for them points because if they don't, we'll have them. Thank you very much, yeah. We're no longer, um, we're no longer easy to play against. As true Arsenal fans, we're no longer hard to watch us play yeah, I believe from minute one to the very end, we're in every single match we play because of one man. And that man is Mikel Arteta. Bring it on. Well said. Well said. This team don't roll over anymore. This no. team does not roll no. over anymore. No. The no. Arsenal are back. Bring it on. Final game, please, Johnny. Uh, your brief outline on it because we will keep it for a proper podcast afterwards on the weekend uh i think it's gonna be a 2-2 draw okay a desmond a desmond a desmond 2-2 boys thank you very much for joining us um thank you for putting up with my hissy fit uh johnny haven't seen you for a little while hopefully we get you back on a couple more times this season um i'm 
trying to keep it to this generally four format. We will sometimes do a six, but that will be more the the rarer than the uh, bigger ones because I think all of us get uh, well, you guys especially get a more of an opportunity to have your say and 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 get your views across. Then there's too many of us there. It just sometimes when you listen back, it just comes across as a little bit noise. But you have been watching an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Only one last thing to say. Kieran put it in the chat a few minutes ago. Um, and here you go. Up the arse. <laughs> Up the arse. <laughs> Up the arse. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. 